0: i the microphone on. I just recorded last night. I don't have anything to set the stage. I guess like sometimes people talk about their coffee, whatever they're drinking. Today had coffee with butter in it. Not quite bulletproof. I don't have the all the accoutrements for it. But I also had this is only I don't usually drink this. I'm just trying it. I've done it before like regularly. And then yesterday just wanted a hot coffee and thought I could try to keep it up today. Usually I go with just like iced coffee. I'm not too picky. But on to how to be a creator, number two, again, this is going to be a mashup, 33 rules for becoming a chef, 33 step lessons to becoming an artist, and then I'm going to do 33 on how to be a creator as I try to figure out how to be a creator, a better creator or an improving one. So rule number two from David Chang, he says, don't go to cooking school. Theoretically, cooking schools are a great idea. They provide a curriculum, experienced instructors, and job placement opportunities. A degree from the Culinary Institute of America will open doors to a perfectly comfortable career track in a hotel restaurant or corporate kitchen that pays a decent salary with benefits. Further on, he says, make no mistake, cooking schools are businesses that's, that are selling you on the illusion that you will emerge from their programs as a fide chef. They prey on your not realizing that you can learn all of this stuff for free. That's the end of the quote. The the idea here is people get the degree, not all of them end up cooking professionally. He says, of my graduating class of 35, I can think of only one or two people who are still cooking professionally. So it is the whole thing of don't go to cooking school. There's the idea that a lot of people get degrees that they end up not using quite so much. That said, there is this great book called Making of a Chef by Michael Ruhlman, where he does the investigative, not investigative journalism, but the, is it called like participatory journalism, where he joins the Culinary Institute of America, goes through, I think it's a semester, maybe it's not a full year, maybe it's a full year, and then shares his experience doing that and it's i think it's from the 90s but at the time the internet is starting to take shape and there are some things that relate to what david Chang is talking about this idea especially now where he's saying that they prey on you not realizing that you can learn all this stuff for free that's speaking to all the videos that are available today all like social media you could get your short food hacks And then through something like YouTube, there's longer lessons and you can just read, check different blogs out, check different websites out, and you can just learn everything now online. Information is easier to come across. And the reason I mentioned that and Culinary Institute of America and The Making of a Chef in that Michael Ruhlman talks about how a big part of the Culinary Institute of America, CIA, of their program or just the organization is that they record a lot of cooking videos like instructional videos and that's a big part of, of like their history and they were trying to figure out how to move that into the digital age and i bet i haven't checked i think they do probably have a bunch of instructional videos uh, online now so you can learn a lot of stuff for free it's not exclusive to schools and it is that thing of Going back to rule number one, being a chef is only partly about cooking, and going to school is only partly about the lessons, like the, it's only partly about the classes that you're taking there. It's not exclusive to cooking that you can learn a bunch of stuff for free. I think that's a little more obvious now than it was, say, 20 years ago, or actually like true now than it was 20 years ago, where there probably was still stuff like locked up in Different college courses. Let's see. Okay. So moving to the how to be an artist portion of this. So, lesson number two Jerry Saltz writes, or he has this quote from Louis bourgeois Louis Bougie Tell your own story and you will be interesting. And he says, Amen, Louis. Don't be reined in by other people's definitions of skill or beauty or be boxed in by what is supposedly high or low. Don't stay in your own lane. Drawing within the lines is for babies. Making things add up and be right is for accountants. Proficiency and dexterity are only as good as what you do with them, but also remember that just because it's your story, that doesn't mean you're entitled to an audience. You have to earn that. Don't try to do it with a big single project. Take baby steps and be happy with baby steps. That's the end of the quote here. People care about other people's stories. That said, Telling your story doesn't instantly give you this audience. Building up a body of work is important for a few reasons. I guess two come to mind. So one of them is just to get the practice in. And that is that idea of taking baby steps, being happy with baby steps. The library does become the big project. If you're just starting out making, say, videos online, you don't want to spend a year trying to make your one big project and then putting that on YouTube. That might work, but if you don't have the constant feedback coming in and if it took you a year to do that, will the next one be the year after that? It, it'll be hard to get that audience. An audience is important because it does help. Maybe you don't want an audience and that's the whole thing of if you're writing and you don't want an audience, then you could be happy just journaling. But Seth Godin has this thing in uh, the practice that if at some point you decide that you do want to be some kind of professional, You you do need to publish things (laughs) to the world. That does become the difference between someone who is a writer versus someone who is journaling. Trying to relate this back. and I'm doing this as baby steps, trying to record a little bit every day where the big project is going to be the library of these 33 lessons, 33 rules. Yeah. So hopefully I could get to 33 episodes and that can be the big single project. It's broken down into these daily baby steps, which I think I can handle every day. The reason I'm doing this and making it audio only, is the last time that I really was recording and publishing consistently, I did this series of episodes on my podcast, this other podcast with the same name. I'm, I'm going to figure out how to merge those feeds at some point, but I was doing the psychology of money, but how it applies to fitness. So I was calling it the psychology of fitness. Having that structure for this big project that's broken down into different episodes really, really helped. I was able to get ahead and be able to like schedule episodes ahead. That can be what it takes to be consistent. That consistency leads to that audience. You're not entitled to it, but if you do the work and are consistent, then that helps make the case for having an audience. So thing number two for how to be a creator. Do some of what everyone else is doing do some of what everyone isn't doing. I I could word that better. But anyway, I wrote the personal story here. So this was in college. I was sitting in the computer lab. One of my classmates came in and then he said he was applying to MIT for grad school. I, I forget why he asked, but he just said, hey, do you know if it's public or private, like a public school or private school? I looked at Wikipedia, told him, Wikipedia says it's a private school. Then he tells me, oh, don't you know how Wikipedia works? That probably means it's public. This grinds my gears, seeing how I'm still telling the story. And it was this idea that, okay, there's some quirks about Wikipedia that anyone can try to edit a page and all of that. But this idea that some of the things are inaccurate means that everything on there is inaccurate and you're going to go through life just thinking the opposite of what's on Wikipedia. If you try to do everything the opposite way of how everyone else is doing something, then That likely won't work. There are probably things that everyone is doing for a reason. So this idea of don't go to cooking school, it's that, I don't want to say myth, because they did drop out of school, like Bill Gates and you know Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard. A lot of people miss that they were at Harvard in the first place. They had things that were working outside of it before they dropped out. And if you just take that and think, okay, I'm just going to skip going to school at all, ever, without really thinking that through... That can be a bit of a, a mistake there. I wrote some other ideas here for what this could have been. School is not the answer. Dropping out of school is not the answer. Then, yeah, this idea that true contrarians aren't always aware that they are. and They think the popular belief is just the wrong way. Setting out to be a contrarian, it is that whole thing of where like nonconformists in high school end up dressing like the other nonconformists and they just find something else to conform to. And yeah, this true contrarian thing is from My First Million, so that's a podcast. One of the hosts, Sean Puri, he talks about how a true contrarian, what he has found in his experience in business startups is when he talks to someone that's a true contrarian, they just don't understand why people think the popular belief. Some people like try to fake that and try to be contrarians, but it is not always the answer. That said, you can't just do exactly what everyone else is doing. It is that thing of if you read what everyone else is reading, then you're going to think what everyone else is thinking. So it is finding this balance that there is an importance to being aware of what other people are doing in your space and then learning what works for you and what doesn't. Just quote dropping here. <laughs> Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. This is the Bruce Lee quote. Look at what people are doing, understand why try it out of course and see if it works build awareness about why it's working why it's not what come comes to mind here as far as online creators is mr beast very popular biggest person on youtube fastest growing all of that in in interviews he always talks about the importance of the title and thumbnail and starting with that first he'll just spend hours and hours and hours thinking about that, that can be cool advice to hear oh yeah that's the way to go i need to only think about like that title and thumbnail combination But then you do that and you don't actually have the reps of how to make a good video that matches that. He has the process down where he can start with the end and knows how to build a story to that. MKBHD talks about how, I think it's him, they don't start. That sounds like a ridiculous process. Whatever metrics you want. He's successful, online creator. He says that they don't start with title and thumbnail. It does emerge. I remember someone talking about title thumbnail works more for entertainment, but if it's more for educational informational side, then being a little more straightforward there can be better. I forget who said that and I'm repeating it. I don't even know if that's true, but I I did like just the idea that like, hey, spending 90% of your time thinking of the title and thumbnail might not work for everyone. Learn what everyone else is doing, build awareness and build understanding of why they're doing that. Okay. These episodes are getting a little long. So this is already a uh, 16 minutes in. number two. Don't go to cooking school, but have a good alternative to that. It doesn't mean don't try to learn. So find resources. to listen to, to be an artist. Remember that it's your story. Tell your story. And then to be a creator. Do what everyone else is doing. Do some of what everyone isn't doing. I need, need, need to figure out. I'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll fix that when I type, type this up. But thanks for listening.